Welcome back in, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, available as always on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on? It's Lee DiBiase with you in studio once again. Today is the official start of Philadelphia Eagles training camp. It is Thursday, July 26th. The Eagles concluded their practice a few hours ago, and we will have a report of day one takeaways on LockdownEagles.com tonight. So while you're listening to this, make sure you're also reading up on that article. We always post not only our podcast on LockdownEagles.com, but we're also consistently posting articles, you know, week in and week out. And especially during the season, we're going to get even more writing going on. So if you're more of a guy that you like to listen to the podcast in the car, and then when you come home and just maybe you're bored in the break room, you just want to read an article on your phone, on your computer, you're just browsing the web. We got all of that as well for you on LockedOnEagles.com. And if you, of course, want to subscribe to the podcast, it's on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, anywhere you can find podcasts, basically, we are up and running on those sites. So I'm very excited today to continue our positional preview. The second last one is we are diving into the linebackers today. We're going to talk about Jordan Hicks, Nigel Bradham, the battle between Camus Grugier-Hill, Nate Jerry, Joe Walker, and Corey Nelson for that third linebacker spot. How many are they going to keep on the roster? we got a full show coming for you right now and linebacker really is the tale of two opposite perspectives really when you think about it and possible outcomes because on one end you know it could be extremely thin if Corey Nelson just with limited playing experience just struggles becoming a you know consistent player on the Eagles defense although I don't think he will be considering they don't use a third linebacker a whole lot you know say Nelson doesn't pan out and Grugier Hill just pretty much stays a special teamer, which is what he is currently, although he was getting first-team work today in training camp. It, it is only day one of training camp practice, but Grugier Hill was the first-team weak-side linebacker. Of course, that's going to rotate, I'm sure, tomorrow. Corey Nelson will be it. Or, you know, then Nate Jerry, if Jerry can't convert from safety to linebacker that the Eagles are expecting him to do coming out of Nebraska last year, you know, this is his second year. He did get bigger to play the linebacker position. Is is Jerry someone that can officially really make that transition and thrive in coverage? So maybe the Eagles don't have to use Malcolm Jenkins as much in that role as the third, fourth linebacker. That'd be interesting. Joe Walker is more of the limited middle linebacker spot in case Jordan Hicks or Nigel Bradham were to go down. Maybe they want to keep one of the guys on the outside. You know, Joe Walker is an interesting player. The only you know, the only time I really remember a specific play from Joe Walker last year was actually the goal line stand against the Giants week three when him and Malcolm Jenkins stuffed the Giants at the goal line on fourth and goal to turn the ball over. And, God, goal line stands are some of the greatest, you know, plays in football. So, Joe Walker, I remember that from him. But, you know, he's a young player as well, so... The Eagles have two experienced players in Jordan Hicks and Nigel Bradham, and then after that, it's just a bunch of young, inexperienced players looking to make their mark in the NFL. And of course, it depends on Jordan Hicks staying healthy as well. If Jordan Hicks doesn't stay healthy and a lot of these linebackers struggle, the Eagles are almost, you're looking at, it could be one or two linebacker deep. Even if Corey Nelson is consistent, if the other three young guys don't really pan out that well when it comes to linebackers on defense, not special teams players, because all these guys are going to have an impact on special teams. You know, your backup linebackers should have a consistent role there in special teams. But if none of those guys really thrive on defense and Jordan Hicks doesn't stay healthy, 
that's a problem. But then, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, half, you know, glass half full, glass half out, you know, God, why can't I find this thing? Glass half full, glass half empty. If Hicks is healthy, you know, Grugier Hill suddenly is just awesome find on defense that is showing off his athleticism. Nate Jerry is a really nice player as a backup. Corey Nelson. Suddenly, they're decently deep at linebacker, which is a spot right now that they might be the thinnest on the roster. Offensive line depth isn't huge, but... Outside of that, this Eagles roster is pretty deep everywhere. I would say maybe linebacker or safety would probably be the thinnest on the team right now, but I think the safety play of Trey Sullivan and Jeremy Reeves are more promising than some of these linebackers right now. So linebacker is definitely thin, just you know, straight on paper right now, of course. That's why we have the preseason to see what these guys can do when they really put the pads on, and that's why we have training camp to see. But it definitely is a tale of very two very different scenarios with how these linebackers can pan out, and that's just pretty much a, a testament to the Eagles' inexperience right now in youth at the linebacker position. Before we go deeper into the linebackers, I want to talk to you about Nordic Trek. Sometimes it's hard to find time for the gym. You know, trust me, I know. I'm right now going through, um, I have my last year of college. I'm doing the Lockdown Eagles podcast network. I work two other jobs. I work in professional radio up here in Buffalo, New York. You know, I've, I've got I got friends. I've got a girlfriend. I want to have a social life. So sometimes it's really hard to find time to stay in shape. This is why you're going to want to check out Nordic Track. Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of staying right at home. The equipment includes a treadmill, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and strength equipment. You can be part of these high-energy workouts anytime you want without even stepping out of your front door. So you don't have to go drive over to the local gym. You don't have to run around your neighborhood. You can do this all within the confines of your house. And it's just, it's a, it's a really cool feature that we're offering right now with Nordic Track. A really cool part of this too are the streamed workouts around the world. You can start off your day running around the streets of Paris and then end up working out in the African Safari. It's it's a really cool concept. It's something that can really motivate you and let you enjoy working out. And workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to make sure you meet your goal. So you're this is a qualified experience for you that you're going to get your money's worth. The news gets better. We have a special offer for Locked On Eagles listeners. You get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on. That again is nordictrack.com slash locked on using the offer code Locked on. No spaces. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And NordicTrack.com is spelled N-O-R-D-I-C track. No spaces dot com. So go check that out. And again, go to NordicTrack.com slash locked on. Use that code locked on during checkout and you're going to save $75 off of your order. That's NordicTrack.com. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Eagles podcast today. So let's get back into the linebacker discussion. I want to first hit on the starters because, like I said, it's a tale of two very different outcomes with this position. More so on the backup end, you know, the weak side linebacker spot and depth. It could go a number of different ways there. When it comes to the starting two, Nigel Bradham and Jordan Hicks, it's one of the top pairs when we're talking about inside linebackers in the NFL. Both are complete linebackers that can really do everything, especially cover. And that's huge nowadays, you know, because basically linebackers are evolving where they're almost becoming hybrid safeties now. You need, in this pass-heavy league, 
with offenses the majority of the time using three receivers on the field. Tight ends have become pass catchers now as well. So when you have three receivers and a tight end, that's four viable threats to catch the football, as well as running backs out of the backfield that have those talents. You know, you want running backs most of the time that are like Corey Clement and Darren Sproles that can catch the football. So you need your linebackers to be able to thrive in space. The days of the thumper up the middle I'm not saying they're gone. There's still a place for that type of mentality in the linebacker position, but you need to be able to have that and also be able to cover, and that's kind of what Nigel Bradham really is, too. Nigel Bradham and Jordan Hicks can really get gritty and get in between the tackles and thrive against the run, but they also say Jordan Hicks has to line up in the slot on an island against a tight end. I have confidence that Jordan Hicks is going to be able to do that, and, and as well as Nigel Bradham, who was one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL last year, if not the best. And, you know, there is some uncertainty with the starters because I do think Jordan Hicks has been injured a good amount throughout his career, and he's a young player, so there is that uncertainty if Jordan Hicks ends up going down. Then there's a little bit, I mean, it happened last year, but of course the Eagles still had Michael Kendricks, who has been with the team since 2013. Now he's over in Cleveland, so the Eagles have to look to, all right, one of these young, inexperienced players have to step up because we have to have at least two linebackers, you know, they'll use Malcolm Jenkins a lot of the time and use three corners, three safeties, but you need at least two linebackers that when an offense goes to power formations and when it gets to short yarded situations, you're going to want to have three linebackers or at least two that can make an impact. And when you really want to bulk up on your defense and go with the, you know, the, the tough formation, the short yardage formations and really stop a run, if that's what you got to do, you want to have at least those two linebackers. So it's interesting, but I don't think people really remember. I don't want to say they don't remember, but I think it's goes under the radar just how good Jordan Hicks was in the first three seasons of his career. And that's true for a lot of players in this deep roster. I think we forget just how good of a receiver Alshon Jeffrey is. And, wow, Zach Ertz is really elite. And because we're kind of just gagaing over, wow, we have an MVP quarterback in Carson Wentz. We have all this depth, so we're talking about everybody. So each individual player, I feel like we don't go in, in depth as well and just really fully appreciate them as much. Because, you know, even a guy like Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi is one of the more talented young running backs in the league or... You know, Malcolm Jenkins is a guy, to me, I don't fully appreciate. It's like, man, sometimes I have to take a step back and say, this guy literally does everything, not just on the field playing three different positions, but off the field as well. He does literally everything, and it's 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 like that with Jordan Hicks as well, and it's just because it's a product of being on a packed Super Bowl-caliber roster that won it all last year. So Jordan Hicks, though, that doesn't mean he isn't one of the best linebackers in the NFL still when he's playing. And when he is on the field, he is one of the best inside linebackers in football. You know, let's just go to his historic pace just before, you know, because last year he only played the first half of the season. I was there when he went down against Washington and Philly on that Monday night football game. And so he really didn't have enough time last year to really continue building that resume as a all-pro linebacker, but just the historic pace he had in his first two seasons. Let me let me read this off for you. In his first two years in the league, and in just, it was 24 games, because remember, in that rookie season with Chip Kelly's last year, he, him and D'Amico Ryans, remember it was Mufasa and Simba, but, and Hicks was dominating, he was getting interceptions, jumping on fumble recoveries, forcing fumbles, and then he got hurt in that Dallas game with that torn pectoral muscle. So he only played 24 games in those first two years. 
Hicks, though, piled up seven interceptions, one returned for a touchdown against Dallas, 14 passes defended, so we talk about the coverage, four fumble recoveries, a forced fumble, and two sacks. Let me read that off again. In just 24 games, seven picks, one for a touchdown, 14 passes defended, four fumble fumble recoveries, a forced fumble, and two sacks. He's the fifth player in NFL history and the only linebacker with that many interceptions, which is insane. Seven interceptions. He had five in 2016. Five interceptions in one season for a linebacker is pretty crazy. When you talk about top of the league for interceptions, it's normally in that five to eight scenario, right? Like four, five to five to nine. That's really the range when it comes to picks now. And for an inside linebacker, that's that's insane. So he's the fifth player in NFL history and the only linebacker with that many picks, fumble recoveries, and forced fumbles in his first two seasons of his career. So Jordan Hicks was on a historic pace before he got injured. He's also the first Eagle with seven interceptions in his first two seasons since Eric Allen, Mr. Interceptions himself in 1988 and 1989. Uh, one, more, one more cool stat from Jordan Hicks and his historic start. There are only two members of the 2015 draft class who have seven interceptions. Those are all-pro cornerback Marcus Peters and Jordan Hicks. So, and that that stat was from 2016, so I think that might have might be different now, but the first two to reach that feat were Marcus Peters and Jordan Hicks, a linebacker once again. That's the thing is, like, I know two of his three seasons he went down with the injuries, and that's a huge problem. And he this year is a make-or-break for Hicks when it comes to his longevity, probably, because if he has another setback health-wise, he's a free agent next year, and I don't think the Eagles would entertain bringing him back on a decently paid contract. You know, he might have to come back on a prove-it deal, but... You know, he has to show this year that he's reliable if the Eagles want to invest money in him as a staple of this defense. He's still extremely young. It's only his fourth season, but he has to stay healthy. The good thing is, I do know it's it's a legitimate, legitimate concern, but two of three he went down with season-ending injuries. However, in 2016, though, he did prove that he can stay healthy. So he's, you know, he's done it before. People on Twitter all the time call Jordan Hicks injury prone and, you know, how many games is he actually going to play this year? And it's all true, and it's all... it your fan, You fans are right to have that concern. But in 2016, he played all 16 games. So it's not like a Sam Bradford thing, like, oh, we just got to see it, and it just keeps going on year after year. The media somehow spins it. Oh, Sam Bradford's back, and this year he's better than ever. And, he, you know, if he's healthy, he's really good. When he's healthy, Sam Bradford's never healthy. Jordan Hicks at least showed... You know, two of the three, he was hurt. But in that second season, he started all 16 games, and the Eagles relied on him heavily that year. And he was one of the best linebackers in football that season. So, Jordan Hicks has proven in a season that he can play all 16 games. And he's got to do that again in 2017. And if he does, the Eagles are going to invest in him because, again, he is one of the most talented linebackers in football. Not just, you know, he's the best one on the Eagles, most likely, although him and Bradham are pretty close now. I actually put up a poll on Twitter about a month ago who's the more valuable linebacker and more talented, and Nigel Bradham actually won the vote, which is interesting. It's a It's a topic for another day, but... I would probably say I still think Jordan Hicks is the more talented linebacker. You know, Nigel Bradham's more aggressive. He was elite in coverage last year, but 
I'm banking on the potential of Jordan Hicks to continue to build off what he's started so far. And that one full 16-game season is nice because it gives you a little bit of confidence. There's still that concern, but instills just a little bit of hope that he can stay healthy throughout his career. Even if he doesn't get hurt, you know, he's going to cost a decent amount in free agency next year, just so you know. Most linebackers around his talent, I looked at overthecap.com, get around $9 million. The guaranteed money probably won't be there for him because of the injury concerns, but the Eagles are probably going to have to pay up next year a decent contract, and they might have to choose between maybe, say, him and Ronald Darby as to who to sign. I'm not as concerned with the Eagles' cap space after talking with Zach Moore of overthecap.com on our podcast. In fact, shameless plug, if you want to check that conversation out, I talked with Zach Moore about the Eagles' salary cap situation moving down the road next year and so on, and they're actually going to have more space than you think, and there's ways to free up a lot even next year. But say they don't, and they really just want to choose one of those young defensive players to pay, I'm paying Jordan Hicks over Ronald Darby every day, mostly because I believe in the depth the Eagles have at corner behind Darby, but also Jordan Hicks, Ronald Darby, Jordan Hicks is the more accomplished player right now, and they're both going to command around, say, $8, $10 million right now. But the guaranteed money is going to be lower just, however, that's that's another incentive for Jordan Hicks to really stay healthy this year. And in contract seasons, you normally see the best out of NFL players. I like to to make an Eagles comparison, 2014 Jeremy Macklin. You know, normally when a player is in their contract year, it's that's why sometimes people are like, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this guy to build off his big season. And sometimes the counter to that is beware because he wasn't a contract year. And when you're in a contract year, your numbers normally are inflated because you just you become better when you're trying to get paid. It really is. It's that motivation. And then sometimes the criticism is when you get that money, you kind of become relaxed. But So that's another incentive for Jordan Hickson. It's why I'm expecting a big season out of him at linebacker this year for the Eagles. As for Nigel Bradham, he became the backbone of the defense last year, according to Jim Schwartz. You know, when Hicks went down, Bradham was the middle linebacker. He was... He was the leader of, of the defense next to Malcolm Jenkins. You know, he was making sure the defense, everyone was set, and he was a huge piece that another unsung hero, because pretty much everyone's unsung outside of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles when you think about it. Nigel Bradham, especially though on that defense, was all over the field all year long. He led all four three outside linebackers in cover snaps per reception and yards per cover snap. No outside linebacker was asked to cover more than Nigel Bradham. He, and which that's where again this that's where the NFL is going. So, Nigel Bradham was all over the place. And another cool stat I found on Pro Football Focus: Bradham continued to excel in coverage through the playoffs. I'm just going to read this off. He has led all fourth linebackers in cover snaps per reception and ranked second in yards per cover snap through the Super Bowl. You know he was at an elite level. yards per cover snap. Second in the league. He had 131 snaps, by the way, in coverage. The Eagles asked a lot of Nigel Bradham last year. And it's it's part of it. What's awesome about this now is if Jordan Hicks stays healthy, the Eagles can have those two linebackers pretty much on the field the the entire season. Jenkins can stay at safety more. Or he can move on specific assignments, you know, if like the Patriots game in the Super Bowl last year, if they want Jenkins on the running backs pretty much the entire game, or covering the tight ends in the slot, moving him down, if they just want to, if they have a bunch of different assignments they want to put on Jenkins and not have to have him always come down and play linebacker, that's something they can do now, because 
they have Hicks and Bradham healthy, and they are so capable as linebackers in coverage. Really, when you think about it, the Eagles have the best linebackers in coverage as starters. Benjamin Solak said it about the starting three. If Corey Nelson wins the job, that's the best trio in the NFL when it comes to linebackers and coverage. It's the best aspect of a linebacker's game to have a strength in, to be that that is the strong suit of your linebacking room, and that's exactly what it is for the Eagles, because not just those guys, you go down the, the line, Kamu Gruja Hill is athletic, and you trust him in coverage based on his, his, his God-given gifts, and then Nate Jerry was a former safety at Nebraska. So the Eagles have invested the linebacker position with an emphasis on coverage. They might even just bring Jenkins down and run situations. You know, he played the majority of his snaps a linebacker in the nickel and dime. So I'm very curious what they'll do with Jenkins at linebacker. But And that that's also why, you know, I mentioned Corey Nelson, Gruger Hill, Nate Jerry, maybe Joe Walker, although I don't think so. It's probably why you're, you... I don't classify the weak side linebacker spot as a starter. I'll go according to Football Outsiders. I won't go to last year as much because the because Jordan Hicks was hurt. There was nobody else. They used Denel Ellerby a little bit in the second half throughout the playoff push. But I want to go back to 2016 when they had three good linebackers healthy. They only used three linebackers 26.8% of all defensive snaps. So remember, that was Jordan Hicks and Nigel Bradham. They played 97% and 95% of snaps. But Michael Kendricks that year, remember he requested a trade, he only played 26% of snaps for the Eagles that year. So it's I know that it's a concern because these guys have not played a lot, but that's making me feel a little bit better is these guys really aren't going to play that much anyway. It's a very limited role. Gruger Hill got first team reps today at weak side. First training camp practice, I do expect them to rotate. It's really that job's going to be won in preseason. Who makes the most plays in coverage? Who makes the best tackles, big plays? If you get if if you're missing assignments and you're not getting the defense, you know, aligned as much, although that's a middle linebacker job, still linebackers with communication. If you're more so a better way to put it is if you're if you're struggling in communication, it's really going to be won and lost with that. So, but Gruger Hill getting first team reps today is a testament to him. You know, everyone sees him as a special teams ace, but I think, I think he has a real shot at winning this job. He is a very athletic linebacker, and the Eagles really like what they have in him. He had an impressive spring. They liked him, what he did in mini camps, and they liked what he did in OTAs. Right now, he's getting first team reps with Hicks and Bradham next to him. So Nelson probably still has the inside track. He isn't as athletic as Gruger Hill and Nate Jerry, but he is very good in coverage. So that's a part of his game that is extremely strong. He, according to NBC Philly, he was second fewest yards per target, 5.4 in pass coverage among all linebackers during the 2016 season. So he had a very good coverage season that year when he did play a good amount for the Broncos. Either way, I'm, I'm pretty much okay with whoever they choose as that weak side spot. I think there's a lot of upside for all three. If I had to put my money down on one, you know, Jerry, he's a former safety. That's an intriguing candidate for me. I think that's a guy that could allow, again, we talked about Malcolm Jenkins more so having specific duties and playing more as an actual safety, which he did not actually do that much last year, or playing the slot. You know, there's going to be times, say, 
just it's a two receiver set and just a tight end goes in the slot. Maybe you don't bring Jalen Mills or Sidney Jones back on the field. Malcolm Jenkins just comes out down in the slot and then you use a a Nate Jerry if you still suspect them of running. You still have that that optionality at linebacker of okay if they come down and they're running the football we can trust that guy to make a play there but crap the running back's running a wheel route you got to split out and go after that guy you can trust him there as well so I'm very confident that one of these guys is going to step up if I had to put my money right now on who starts I'm still going to put or not even starts but we'll start at weak side linebacker not going to play a whole lot again Michael Kendricks only played 20 what was it 20 yeah 26 percent of the snaps in 2016 if I had put my money on it right now I think it's Corey Nelson but do not be surprised if Bruja Hill ends up holding on to this job. I'm still going to predict Nelson right now, but Grugier Hill is a player the Eagles really like, and Jerry's still a bit undersized for a linebacker. They're going to give him every possible, every option and opportunity to win that job. But right now, you know, they paid Corey Nelson a little bit more, and he was under the impression when he came in that he was, you know, they, he even said in his press conference that he was going to be battling for that weak side spot. It's a very interesting position to watch. You know, Eagles fans, if you, there's not a lot of battles right now in Eagles training camp. There's the nickel cornerback spot. There's that fourth running back spot. The, the last few receiver spots is it going to be Shelton Gibson holding off Marcus Wheaton. The Eagles just signed Kamar Aiken yesterday. That's a veteran that's played in the NFL before. So that's an interesting spot. But really, well, this this third linebacker spot is the only starting position that is open for a training camp battle to decide who's the starter. So keep an eye on this one especially because it's probably going to have the biggest impact out of all of the training camp battles right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's very exciting. Again, if I put my money on it right now, I'd say Corey Nelson still wins this weak side spot. But Gruger Hill is a man that I'm watching closely over the next month. That's going to do it for today's Lockdown Eagles podcast, available on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. We will be back tomorrow to rewind and finish up our positional previews with the defensive line, which is the deepest positional group in football, according to NFL.com. We'll get to it. Talks with Brandy Graham, Derek Barnett, Michael Bennett, Fletcher Cox, Timmy Jernigan, Haloti Nada. We're that deep at defensive line. Stay tuned tomorrow for Luke DiBiase signing off. This has been Lockdown Eagles on LockdownEagles.com and the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you, and let's go, Birds.